Crosstalk, the unintentional transfer of signals between communication channels, a casual conversation. This is Video Game Crosstalk, the monthly podcast of gamers talking tech, science, and whatever else comes to mind. I'm your host, Anthony Rossi, and with me this month is actually a two-part esports special. For the first part, I recorded on location with Gaming Insomniacs, an esports league who has recently set up shop in Schenectady, New York. They are currently in the middle of their Call of Duty season, but Freddie and Shane were gracious enough to give me a moment of their time to talk about what they've been up to. downtown Schenectady. I am fortunate enough to sit down with Gaming Insomniacs to see what they got going on as far as the esports scene is going on here in the capital region. So, fellas, why don't you introduce yourselves? My, my name is Frederick Freeman. I'm, uh, I'm with uh, Gaming Insomniacs. I'm Director of uh, Human Resources. Uh, my name is Shane Batcher. I'm also with Gaming Insomniacs. I'm Director of Operations. Fantastic, guys. So, you guys are recently in the news. WNYT? Yes. Okay, awesome. Uh, we were also with uh, Albany Business Review. Oh, really? And uh, okay. the Daily Gazette. So you guys are just like hitting up all the local yes. news outlets. That's awesome. So what is going on here in gaming and sound land? So like, what, what's, what's the purpose of you guys? So we started back in, back in August. Okay. Uh, we came to downtown Schenectady. Came to the old Corky building, which is right now known as the Urban Co-works. All right, across from Proctor's. So we came here one day to speak to the owner of the building that we wanted to rent the space out to host league events. All right. Uh, so right now, currently, we have uh, we came in. We have an office space here. Been operating since the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have ten teams. Nice. Uh, consists of six players per team. Each team has a manager, also has a coach. Right. Yeah. Yeah, the players that come here to compete every weekend. Every weekend, you got every something weekend, going on, every all right? Weekend. Um, and Monday through Friday, they come and practice also. Oh, nice. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, so uh, what teams do we have coming through here? All of that? them? All of them? Okay, so we're going to take this back a, a step or two. So I am not fully involved in the esports scene. I listeners of this podcast will know I I play Destiny for the story and the lore mm-hmm. type of thing. Okay. <laughs> so I am primarily a PvE player. Okay. I will do the PvP simply for the rewards. Okay. <laughs> and then I let the rest of my clanmates handle all the rest of the accomplishments. <laughs> I mean I'll join you <laughs> so we can get the voice chat going. But PvP is definitely not my thing. However the fact that we we have an esports league here in the capital region just like makes me smile awesome. and just the idea of it going on so these teams are these just locally organized teams are they sanctioned in some way what so we, we have right now it's our call of duty season okay so the league works with call of duty black ops 4 uh, we do have 10 teams i'll just list the names yeah, go for so it. you guys are not aware uh, we have the adirondack daredevils albany tactical nightmares boston kryptonites Buffalo Double Tap, New York Liberty, 
uh, Oneana Hellhounds, Rochester's Titans, uh, Saratoga Misfits, Schenectady Sharpshooters, Troy Warlocks. All right, so what I'm noticing is these are all city teams. Yes. This is interesting to me. So it's not just like a group or a team somewhere. Like these are hailing from specific cities yes. in, well, the Northeast, I would say. Well, it's not just they're, they're go ahead. teams. Well, they're team names from New York. Okay, okay. So, so the idea is you take your traditional sport, right? Yeah. Somebody's from Boston, mm-hmm. right? And if they lived in New York, if the, the Boston Celtics are playing basketball, they're more gra- going to gravitate towards the Boston Celtics than the New York Knicks. Right. Because that's their homebrew team. Gotcha. Um, so creating these identities and these teams, it kind of give those cities and those towns mm-hmm. their own identity. Nice. Okay. Very cool. So how did you guys come up with the idea to... I'm going to back up a little bit more. So are you like your own contained league? Yes. Yeah. So go ahead. Just a little bit of the background. Uh, Jade, the gentleman you've been uh, working with, he knows Call of Duty. That's that's the game he's most familiar with. So that's why we started there. Okay. Um, and from that, you know, they kind of sat down and decided how do we want to structure it? What are we looking for? Um, how many teams do we want? How many players do we want? Uh, and they moved into choosing the ten teams, six players per team, manager, coach, um, into that structure. And I don't. <laughs> um, so so once once we did that, the idea was once the teams were well established and gameplay was going on, All right. we decided that we're going to sell the teams just like you would with a traditional sport. Okay. So right now, all the teams are based off the roster and their stats. They they have a price listing on each team. So the idea is a company or an individual could come and purchase a team. Um, oh wow! And that would be that individual's entity. Mm-hmm. And uh, as the season progressed. Once the season is done, uh, season ends in May, so we'll have draft season, uh, so new players can come in, try out, and that team manager and mm-hmm. the owner of the team, they can decide, okay, we either want to keep a player or do a trade with another team, because when we first started, we actually had a trading season, so in, in um, I believe it was in November, yeah, the end of November, we had our tryout season, Okay. so players came in, they tried out, we had our scouts, scout which players were good. Got a name of the individual players. Send an email out to let them know that hey, you've got you've been selected. We gave an assignment. These are the people on your team, and um, we want you to come in and do contract signing. So they came here at our location. Uh, they sat down. We did. The, we went over the contract. Everybody agreed. We signed the contract, and then that was it. Uh, so the teams they came back in. I believe it was in the beginning of the beginning of the new year. Okay. They started coming into practice. Uh, so we we ended up. Opening, opening the roster up or the room up for trading. So as players practice and they got used to, to each other, because right now you're talking about individual players from all over New York State. Right? Okay, yeah. Um, one of our players is from North Carolina, mm-hmm. and we have, a, we have a player from uh, Syracuse. Right. They commute to come here to play. Oh, geez. Okay. So, so when these guys met the first time, when the players met for the first time, excuse me, uh, they played, they practiced, and then they started trading. And um, they had to go through the league to get approval for the trade. Uh, and then as the season progressed, uh, we kind of closed down the trading, and then the season took off on uh, January 26th. Okay. Yeah, the weekend of January 26th. So how long is your season? Our season is till well, regular season ends, I believe, in April. Yes. Um, the, second, the second week in April. All right. And then we have a break. 
and then that's when basically playoff starts. Nice. So literally, it's just like traditional sports. Mm-hmm. You know, we have we have a regular season, and as time progresses, you know, we end we end for the season. And if I'm not mistaken, so our season ends. Our finals is May fifth, and our All Star Weekend or All Star Sunday is May twelfth. Woo! All Stars. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> our regular season ends April twenty first. Okay. So April twenty first is when. April twenty first. That's when our fi- regular season ends. With the regular season yep. ends. Okay. Yep. So how many rounds do we have in postseason? So wait. So mental we, math. Come on, I can't do this. <laughs> so right now, I believe we have. Oh, let me see. Honestly, we have roughly not including the preseason. We have roughly. I was going to say in, in postseason. I was going to say. Yeah, we have okay. roughly nine, nine, nine weeks. Okay. Yeah, nine weeks of regular season. So turnout's been good. Response has been positive so far. Yes. The only thing is, you know, being in the capital region this is this is different, right? Okay. Um, How so? Well, because if, so with esports, if you go on the West Coast, it's huge. Okay. Right. People know about esports. If anybody wants to participate in esports, they know. West Coast is where it's at. Right? All right, people all right. live in the East Coast to go to the West Coast to go play. Nobody knows that the idea of esports can even exist here in the capital region. You know, I from the people that I've talked to, kind of outside of the gaming community, yeah. one of my objectives with this podcast is to start breaking down that stigma. Yeah. That's why I try to have people from the industry who are also gamers be like, hey... Can we stop pretending that it's teenage boys in their parents' basement? Can, can we stop that, please? <laughs> no, it's true. It, it's, it's very true. true. It's, it's very true. And esports, I guess geography matters as far as you know. Networking matters geographically, regardless. Yeah. Just like if you're within that community, networking is going to happen. Thing just through geographical proximity. But it's esports. Yeah, you know, it, it, it's, it takes place on a virtual playing field. It yeah. can happen anywhere. Yeah. Yes. It really can. Yes. And some people that I've talked to specifically about esports is it might be foreign to us, mm-hmm. us as in the community at large. It's foreign to us, not to other people, no. not across the planet. Yeah. I, I'll be preaching to the choir if I had to say like, oh well, Twitch has uh, the. Massive viewership and certain esports finals and championships have larger viewing than the U.S. Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I'm preaching to the choir <laughs> about that through yeah. this podcast. Gamers know that. Yeah, right. Not all gamers are into esports, but they are at least cognizant of it that, yeah, it's huge. Mm-hmm. Maybe not so much in the U.S., specifically the East Coast, but it's it's a global phenomenon. Yeah. It's a global trend. Yeah. So to see something like that start sprouting up in the capital region is just exciting to me. So that's why I was like, I saw the news article pop up on my social media feeds. I'm like, I got to talk to these guys. <laughs> so tell me about this building. I lived in Schenectady for a few years. I had a blast during my bachelor days. I'm now an old man. I'm married and I got a two-year-old at home. <laughs> but... This city has undergone such renovations and rehabilitation in the past like ten years or so. It is it's still being rehabbed. I just came down Broadway mm-hmm. and I see more buildings going up. I see more buildings ha- being resurfaced. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this whole area, it was called the Urban Coworks. Yeah, is that that's, that's the name of this. That's the name of this build. Well, that's the name of the fourth floor. Okay. So, 
we occupy probably one of the biggest office spaces at Urban Cohort. So what Urban Cohort is a shared office space. Okay. So you have individual individuals that have an idea, have a business plan, right? They'll rent an office space and they will start developing themselves and developing their organization. Okay. So it's basically a stepping ground for organizations to come and start, you know, mm-hmm. get space for them to be able to call as their home base, their startup, yeah. you know. So you rent out the space. Yes. Correct. Yeah. So right now we we um, we work with uh, Metroplex. Okay. Uh, and then a company. So is this a Metroplex initiative? Yes. Well, awesome. so right now this this building here is not Metroplex initiative. So our our office space that we have, we work with Metroplex. Okay. To to basically help us acquire the space that we're in. Gotcha. Okay. So Metroplex is an entity that helps bring businesses here in the city of Schenectady. Mm. Yep. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, I'm just like looking around. I know this is great for an audio only content, <laughs> but it's like, I've never been in a place like this before. And it's, you've got, so what we're recording in right now is one of the conference rooms yes. on the fourth floor. And this conference room would be shared amongst all the companies. Com- yes. Okay. Yes. 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 So what's it been like working in a shared office space? I have found it really unique. I okay. Mean, we get, I mean, we have our own our own room um, and our own office space where we have, you know, our desks and our systems and things like that where we are. But, you know, I want to, you know, use the restroom, for example. I walk through the shared community space mm-hmm. and I see individuals from all different backgrounds doing all different things. We have, I believe, a lawyer in here. We have... Um, small businesses that just work on their own or individuals who just want their own spot. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you get kind of exposed to a lot of different things and you, we have been able to interact with some of the people and have really great conversations. So nice. being in this space is really interesting in that sense, kind of in contrast to if we had our own building or our own space, we wouldn't have that kind of almost public dynamic where, mm-hmm. because it would be our own space. We would just have who works with us. Well, I think it's great to have these type of multi-use public office space areas, shared areas, because to start up something like this, there's a lot of hardware involved. I'm sure you know. (laughs) And that's not even the physical overhead of like building your own structure. No. That's expensive. Really expensive. And especially within a city where real estate is all occupied to begin with. Yeah. So the idea of these shared workspaces, it just makes sense, especially in the modern business scape, because you have you have security, which I was somewhat bitten by. So side story, this is hilarious. I scheduled to meet with you guys at two o'clock. Yeah. Being the good business professional that I am, I showed up early. Mm-hmm. The problem is <laughs> the elevator to come up to the fourth floor has security protocol where it's locked to public use before the time of two o'clock. So me being proactive, I'm like, beep, nothing. Beep, nothing. <laughs> Thankfully, someone was by the phones and I was able to give you guys a call to, to come up here. But again, that makes perfect sense. So you have a stable structure. You have a church that's built already. You have facilities in here already. And you have the advantages of renting from a place in that, sure, you pay money every month. However, if something breaks, you can call somebody. 
Uh, <laughs> and just it's got to be, as you said, a unique experience rather than being in. Like, so I've worked in a few different corporate offices, and it's just been our company mm-hmm. uh, for the building. Sure, I'll interact with different departments, but we're all, everyone's got the same mindset because we're all working towards the same corporate goal or whatever. You got all sorts of different corporate goals going on. You have right. all sorts of different personalities. Do you guys ever like lean on each other for information or advice or just like kick ideas back and forth? Of course. Um, I mean, the gentleman that runs Urban Cowers, uh, Jeff, we, I mean, I think we've sat down with him since we started. Oh, yeah. yeah. Since we started, he's been like, he's been our mentor. You know, throughout the whole oh, process. fabulous um, Men- mentorship yes, it's, is it's so so valuable. It is. Um, he's had multiple startups. Um, okay. So, and he's basically the he was like our guardian angel. You know, mm-hmm. he he had faith in us. He saw the vision. Right. Mm-hmm. He believed in it. We sat down with him maybe ten times in August, maybe more mm-hmm. you know, from August till. Till September, you know, trying to explain to him the process of esports, right? Um, well, it's a sports league. It is. Right? It, 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 is. it is sports league. It's esports, so yeah. because it takes place on the virtual landscape, mm-hmm. but team dynamics still matter. Yeah, yes. you know, Rosters still matter. Yes. You play within the parameters of a defined set of rules. Yep. So it's it's sports. It is. But like I said earlier, it, it's foreign to most people. Yeah. Inside the U.S., <laughs> as opposed to outside, and that's so, something that we're realizing with the industry. It's easier for parents with children to understand. Okay, because if you take a ten-year-old, even a five-year-old, right? They spend, I'll say, most of their day on YouTube. Yeah, you know, and now with Twitch, because right now Twitch is Netflix biggest competitors. Twitch, you know. Yeah, so like it's, where did that come I, from, right? <laughs> You have a lot of children that are watching, that are spending a lot of time watching these pro players mm-hmm. on Twitch on a regular basis. So it's easier for parents that have children to understand. You know, gotcha. um, so one of the reasons, one thing that we're going to be doing in uh, May 18th and 19th is we're going to be doing a high school high school tournament. Okay. Um, and a tournament, and in, in, well, basically, the idea is to kind of create awareness that esports is a it's a it's a thing that's happening. Mm-hmm. Right? It's coming. Whether the East Coast likes it or not, it's going to be happening. Oh, it's coming. Like, there's, there's, yeah, no... there's no stopping. <laughs> yeah. Again, preaching to our own choir, exactly. but to the people on the outside, it, exactly. it's coming. It's, it's happening. <laughs> so the one unique thing that we're going to be doing is with the high school tournament, we're going to have a scholarship tied in place with. Really? Um, so okay. We're going to have 16 high schools, um, and then once those 16 high schools compete, um, the idea is uh, once that's done, we're going to be doing a high school league. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so you take your traditional sport like soccer or football. Mm-hmm. Now these high schools can actually compete all year round, and at the end of the year, there'll be a scholarship tied in place okay. for every single time that they compete in the league. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. See, now that's an awesome vision right there. Yeah, that is awesome. Will the will the students come here to compete, or will they be able to access? That, so, so that, I might be dipping into some like, very sensitive legal, <laughs> so legal right territory. Now, right now, um, the students um, will be competing at Proctor's. 
We compete oh, in a practice. I want to be a student. <laughs> yeah. I want it on this. Yeah, okay. so they're, going, they're going to be competing in a practice, and right now we're, the, we're still working the logistics aspect of it out. Okay. Um, but the dates are set for May 18th and 19th. Um, but um, for the time being, we're I mean we're excited. You know, we're excited because that's as well you should that's be. Very different. Mm-hmm. Very very different uh, because it's just. These children are children are already doing. It. You know, why not allow them to do something that they enjoy doing on a on a on a, on a bigger stage? Right. And I got to give a quick shout out to Proctors. One of the reasons why I love going to Proctors for performances is because they do a lot of the offbeat stuff. Yeah. So they'll do like your off Broadway yep. performances and stuff like that. But then they'll just bring in weird things. Yeah. And like I love them. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. It's different. It's very different. Yeah. And this will be the first time, I mean, a, a company like Parker is doing, mm-hmm. I mean, it is totally off yeah. the beaten path. Oh, absolutely. Very, very off the but path. it's so up Proctor's alley, dare I say. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever been to the It Came From Schenectady uh, showings. No? Okay, so It Came From Schenectady. This is uh, a quick plug for them, completely unexpected. But a couple of guys in the Schenectady area, they do It Came From Schenectady, which is a play on like the terrible names of the horror movies back in like the 70s okay. and, or earlier. And they just... Well, on occasion, just show, like, B-movies. And, and they'll do giveaways where they just go into, like, the Proctor's storeroom. Excuse me. Go into the Proctor's storeroom. Yeah. And whoever wants to do an impersonation or quote of the movie, get up in front of everyone and do it. And we'll give you this movie poster of a movie we're never going to show in the theater. Or, like, some other promotional gear that they've gotten from other, like, film companies. And they're like, whatever. And like, throw it into the ground. I've gotten... Oh, jeez. I've gone to a few... They'll do, like, an anime fest or a sci-fi fest. They've done, like, a 24-hour horror movie-a-thon on Halloween. So they'll go, like, overnight. And one of the coolest experiences I've had with them, again, this just, like, lends itself to practice being open to different ideas. They showed the original 1932 Nosferatu silent film, like the original vampire film. And they brought in their organist to play Goldie, like the, I forget the name of it, but yeah, the, the original organ. He played live music to the silent film during that time. And so they have that going on. They have a few other uh, game, I'm forgetting, they, I want to say the War Gamers. But they have like board game yeah. uh, days, like once a month or something like that, in the in the arcade or in the lower level mm-hmm. of, of the theater. Yeah. So for them to bring in the esports tournament, it's of course they would. It's like the right with them. And from where I'm standing right now, or sitting right now, I should say, in this conference room, I can see the GE Theater at Proctor's sign, like <laughs> right in front of me. Yeah, yeah we're right directly across. So I'll get proximity. Yeah, I, yeah the, the gaming industry and the gaming community is virtual, so it can exist anywhere. But geographic proximity to things. Case in point, as I'm pointing to the GE Theater, again, great for audio only. <laughs> it matters. So, so you guys been doing good? Been enjoying the, the season? How's the season been going? It's been going really good. Awesome. It's been going really good. Um, we, we're having, you know, normal technical things, but they're not a big deal. And It happens. Been, everything's been smooth. It happens, and within a few minutes, it's fixed. And oh, that's, you like, can't ask for much more than that. It's been... <laughs> 
it's been almost scarily smooth. Uh, but it's been really great. Something's gonna happen. No, it's been a it's been a really great season so far. Um, all the teams have been really really great and and, and um, very enthusiastic and, and ready to play and ready to just be here. Mm -hmm. We have a lot of players that are like, hey, can I come in and watch? Like, what can what, what can I do? Can I bring oh, nice. friends in? Like, they're 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 engaging, and that's been really awesome to okay. see with that. So it's been it's been a great season so far. I was just about to ask you, you guys get spectators coming in here. Yes. So yeah. like friends and family of the people competing. Yes. 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 Okay. Yes. So right now, um, another thing too that friends and families could do, or just individuals. So we're cover room over in uh, Schenectady. Right yes. Here. They actually stream our events. Really? And starting okay. Monday, uh, where our players are actually going to go there on Monday, Monday evenings to actually play. Okay. So you can go to the recovery room and you can sit there and you can watch our players playing live. Okay. Do you like do a Twitch stream? Throw yes. Up there? Okay. Yes. So yeah. So everything that we do is through Twitch. So they have a, they have a Roku. So okay. they stream. They can log into their Twitch account. And just okay. Just everything that we do. Mm -hmm. Yep. So all of the events, um, just I don't know to clarify them, but all of the events that we do here um, on the weekends and everything, they're all live online. So okay. anybody who wants to watch from anywhere can just pop on and look at our, our Twitch. Um, and we have commentators. We have the whole everything um, running fully when our events. Come. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we do also you know giveaways and things like that. And it's, it's yeah. all fun stuff uh, for getting engagement and just you know having a good time with it. Okay. Yeah. And it's like, you know, we're also on we're on Facebook. Mm -hmm. So we're it, everything everything that, every social media platform out there. We're on. Oh, we'll plug the socials yeah. at the end of this <laughs> discussion. You know, we will absolutely. And uh, when I get around to publishing this episode, I will definitely drop links to everything awesome. in the show notes awesome. afterwards. Awesome. So I'm going to go all the way back. We're going to do a little quick callback of how I'm mostly a PVE player. I play Destiny for the lore. I'm, uh, I don't think I've said it on the podcast, but in some of my previous blog posts, I've considered dabbling into taking a shot at lore videos for YouTube. Okay. So I am terrible at PvP. <laughs> <laughs> so coming into the esports scene, I'm an outsider. So I've played enough shooters. I've played crap ton of Borderlands through the days. I played a crap ton of Halo. I am actively involved in the Destiny community as much as I can be. So I know shooters. Okay. Esports has a little bit of a different thing going on. If someone was to come into, right now we're doing Call of Duty? Mm -hmm. Okay. If I was to watch an esports competition, what should I be looking for? Like, as an outsider trying to understand what's happening, like, what would you tell newbies to the scene? Like, all right, when you see these people play, here's some weird stuff that's going to happen, but this is the reason why they're doing it. So it depends on the gameplay. Yeah, so yeah. With, with Call of Duty, there's a lot of strategy behind it. Uh, we do um, the game types, which uh, we do hardpoint, um, search and destroy, and then control. Okay. And then we go back and we do uh, search and destroy and last. So we have, that's our, our rotation every weekend for each um, team okay. playing against each other. Uh, but in each different game type, there's specific strategies on how to perform better within that game type. Uh, for an example, hardpoint is kind of, you know, capture this point. You, okay. want, you want your team in the point, um, and you want to keep the other team out of the point, uh, but the point moves. Um, and so one okay. thing that I would suggest some of these players and individuals watching to look at is uh, watch how the players move around the map, mm -hmm. because there is a lot of strategy in, you know, this point is about to expire, so it's going to move somewhere else. Okay. What do we do to get there before the other team does? How can we make that? And there's actually ways um, to do it. For example, at about 20 seconds in, uh, before the, the point moves, mm -hmm. most of the team starts moving. 
Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. And one person stays on the point. Yeah. And then when that person dies on that point, um, they are actually going to spawn closer to the next point because the other team, the rest already. of the team's already moved. Ah, so okay. there's a lot of strategy like that mm -hmm. involved in this. So if you can just watch how these players move, and some of these you can hear, you know, talking or and whatnot, you can listen to that and then watch what's going on. There's so much strategy. Okay. So how are the points scored in that gameplay? Um, so that when you're in, you, when you're standing in this point, which is kind of like a big square somewhere on the map, mm -hmm. um, and, and don't mind the siren. Again, we are recording this in the middle of downtown Schenectady, yes. so <laughs> it happens. But um, go on. Yeah. So when you're in this hard point, is what it's called. Um, you, when the other team isn't in the hard point, you score. I think it's five or ten points a, a second or something yeah. like that. Um, okay, so it's per second that points are being yes. scored. So okay. if I walk into the point and nobody else is in there, my team starts getting points. Okay. And then as soon as another player from another team walks in, it stops. Okay, so there's and no points being scored exactly. when with uh, multiple multiple teams. Yes. Exactly. Okay. Um, and so you need to control that. So the, the, the goal is to any anybody who, who contests the hard point, you want to remove them. You want to yes. shoot them, kill them, you know, the, the whole Call of Duty. Yeah. Uh, Eliminate the opponents. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, and so that's that's really the goal, and they go up to 250 points. Okay. So every second you get five points, and then once you hit 250, you win. Okay. Uh, so the first team to get to the 250. Okay. And there's a lot of, I mean, you'd be amazed. Some players, um, you know, take a map like Frequency, for example, they know that the next point is going to be that side of the map. Right. You know, they, they can... Because they, they they, they, they've been playing the game. Right. You know so where the locations are. are. Yeah. You know. Um, so it's... I mean, there's, there's a lot. There's a lot to take, take in play when viewers are looking and trying to understand, you know, what's going on. And it's fast, too. Yes. It, it, it is very fast. fast. Very fast. Yeah. yeah. And right now, too, just because even though we play, I, I probably would say it's very difficult to play on console Mm -hmm. on PC. Right? Yeah, and that's pretty much understood. I'm a yeah. console gamer just because I want to be able to put the game in and just have it work. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> I keep, I do have, you know, my desktop, laptop, computer, but like that, I keep for work. Yep. And then my console is for my fun. Mm -hmm. And from what I understand, mouse and keyboard just destroys yes. all of our yes. controller. Oh, yeah. It's anybody just understood. Who, who yes. plays professionally or, or even some semi-pro or anybody who's just really in that industry, mm -hmm. they know that... It, it's, it's just understood. Yeah. Right? It's just, under, yeah. it's not even a debate. It's right. just, it is. It just okay. is. Okay. So what are the other two game types? Uh, so the other one... Uh, or that we play... If we're yeah, in, okay. so the other two that we use is... Uh, Hardpoint. Hard, so right. Hardpoint we've talked about. Right. Search and Destroy right. is Search the next destroy, one, yeah. uh, which is essentially you have a team that needs to get their bomb and plant it somewhere else. Okay. And in each round, there's six rounds. In each round of that game, every player on your team has one left. Oh. So you pick up the bomb and you have to plant it or kill everybody on the other team. Okay. Um, and that's there's a lot of strategy into it that I'm not super mm -hmm. aware of. Um, but that's so that's search and destroy, and then we have um, control, which is actually very similar to hardpoint, uh, except there is a life counter. So you have different areas that you want to try and control, um, but you are forced to do it at a more fast pace mm -hmm. because you only have so many lives yeah. uh, for each round. Okay. And you share that live with your team. Yes. So in control, for example, you can you have a team that's defending, mm -hmm. right? And they, their objective is to make sure that the other team doesn't come into mm -hmm. that rectangle. You have two points, right? Okay. So you have to strategically place your team 
in a in a good manner. So mm-hmm. you, that means you have to know what each member is good at, yeah, right? So. so, and that's where a manager comes in play or a coach comes in play mm-hmm. because the coach can say, hey, on this map, because this map is small and it's condensed, yeah. you know, this person is good for fast, quick turnaround, you know, shooting. Yeah. But because this map is longer, let's have somebody that is good with the sniper right. sit out and just pick people out. I did flip around your Facebook yeah. uh, over the weekend, mm-hmm. and I did find a play of the play game. game. Yes. Yes. Also, yes. you saw that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was, that was, that was, um, that was control, right? Uh, yeah, that was control. Yes, it was control. control. Yep. It was control. So, so that's an example right there of somebody that's really good at what they do. Yeah, this is so... So I'll describe it really yeah. quick. Yeah. Because like I do limited PvP, but I've been, I've been playing shooters for... <laughs> I'm an old man. <laughs> so I know enough that... To see this, so there, it's on your Facebook and probably other social media places. Is it on your YouTube? Um, I'm not sure if it's on Maybe. YouTube. No. I believe it's on. It's on our Facebook and on Facebook Twitch. Twitter. Okay. Twitter. Yeah, and Twitter. Twitch. And Twitter. Okay. And Twitter. So someone is like walking down the the control area, yes. and they're dipping back and forth, you know, what? keeping their reticle like right on the edge of the wall so they can kind of turn and peek yep. around, stay in cover as much as they can, still so get visibility. And towards the end of the clip, this guy takes out three people, gets a triple kill, essentially, yes. Yes. with a sniper. Yes. Very, very smooth. Yes. It was, it was absolutely <laughs> nice yes. to watch. It was probably one of the nicest play of the week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was definitely. Yeah. I'm like, I, I, I suck at snipers in Destiny. I usually... Well, I have an awesome pulse rifle right now that, I, that I've been using, but I'm more of like the, the mid-range okay. uh, semi-auto. Yeah. Uh, DMR in Halo, it's called a scout rifle on Destiny, yeah. but that's usually my range. So, all right, uh, that I think covers it. Uh, there is going to be a part two to this episode. I'm going to be speaking with some people that are involved in the Hudson Valley GamerCon. You guys are going to be there, right? Yes. yes awesome. Yes, so, I know that the heart of this is going to be a esports tournament. Uh, esports league. Esports league. Yes. Okay. So, right now we're. So I've been following as much as I can, but yes. I, I'm at the callback. It's the articles I've been written about this have been more to the people who don't really understand esports. So yeah. it's like what the Capital Center is doing is they are doing a tournament. Okay. They're doing a tournament style event, whereas we do a league style event. Okay. Um, do we do tournaments? Yes, we do tournaments. Mm-hmm. Majority of the tournaments is to kind of introduce the public that hey. We have a league started for this event. Okay. So, for example, for the high school tournament that we're going to be doing in May, um, the idea is to educate individuals, schools, colleges, businesses mm-hmm. that hey, we have a tournament that's going on, but we're going to be do- we're going to be doing a, a longevity of something. Okay. Um, and I think you know when people think of just, even, I mean, there are some people in the industry in esports, and when you tell them that hey, we are an esports league. They think that, oh, you're just doing a tournament, so I'm going to come in like, no, 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 we're a league, and people, uh, we have players that are assigned to that, our league, right. that have to be, that have to participate in our league. So as much as we are educated in the capital region, mm-hmm. businesses, uh, because a lot of businesses are kept out of the loop, you know, it's, very, very, very kept out of the loop. Yeah. Um, There's a lot of activity going on in the capital region, that's yes. why they're doing the capital region unlocked, yes. and it's... Businesses are taking notice. Yeah. Uh, 
stuff is happening. Yeah. And just the fact that you guys have been able to pull off this season so successfully is indicative of that. Thank you. Cool. Thank you. All right, so end of um, – well, I usually call this end of show plugs. And so that's what's in my muscle memory for, for this, but end of segment plugs, we'll call it. So social media contacts, where can we uh, – where can my listeners follow you guys around? So Facebook, uh, you just can find us on Facebook, uh, Gaming Insomniacs. Okay. Um, Twitter, same thing. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Instagram, GI, uh, GI Insomniacs. Okay. Um, or GIL. Uh, and then you can also follow us on our, on our website. And, and our, our website, GamingInsomniac.org. Yep. Okay. And then also on Twitch, Gaming Insomniac. So every, everything is Gaming Insomniac. Yep. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Everything. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right. All right, guys. Thank you so much. One last question, and I this is part of my final five on regular episodes. I ask every guest the uh, final five questions. First two questions are always the same. The last three have a theme. Last question of this discussion, coffee or tea? Definitely coffee. Definitely coffee? Definitely coffee. Oh, we got a split vote here. No. You drink it black? Both. Both? Depends, Dep- on the day. depends on the day. What's your uh, flavor choice? Black. Black tea. Just black tea? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Cool. Thank you guys for joining me. Thank, Thank you very much. Me. Thank you. One more time, guys. Thank you so much for showing me around your studio. I had a great time, and I hope to see you again. And hey, let me know if you ever need a local podcaster to do some guest work for you. That's all the time we have for this segment. Roll the standard end of show plugs. You can find the show notes for this and all the previous episodes at videogamecrosstalk.com, as well as all the social media contacts and the occasional blog posts. Or you can follow me around on Twitter, Instagram, PS4, and Twitch at HyperSyntax, H-Y-P-3-R-S-I-N-T-4-X. Please don't forget to like, review, subscribe, and share this podcast all over your social media accounts, and we can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and pretty much every other podcast listening service. Be on the lookout for part two to be released in a few days, and until then, stay behind cover and keep your sight lines clean.